Good morning, Contrarians. It is Friday morning. Happy Friday, 6.35 a.m., January 26th. And not a great day. Actually, what am I talking about? Stocks closed higher again yesterday. The S&P set another all-time high. It's sixth straight trading session during which this has occurred. And the bad news, however, was uh, from Tesla. We We talked about that yesterday, their earnings. And then also Intel, which after the close produced earnings that disappointed investors and that stock is dropping now and taking other stocks down with it. AMD is down and even mighty NVIDIA is down over 1% this morning. As we look at our board of indicators, that is all weighing on sentiment a little bit. We have stock index futures mixed. Tech is dropping. The NASDAQ is down a half of 1%. But small caps are up. The Russell 2000 has, is uh, up about six-tenths of a 1% this morning. Stuck in the middle is the S&P 500, which is unchanged. Commodities, not doing much. We have WTI crude oil down eight-tenths of 1% to trade around $76.50 a barrel. Copper is unchanged. Bonds are flat. The 10-year yields 4.12%, unchanged from yesterday. So in terms of today's known events, the shift, the attention is going to shift from earnings to inflation with the personal consumption expenditures, the PCE deflator. This is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, and it is out at 8.30 a.m. Economists who were surveyed expect an increase of 0.2% to the monthly headline PCE. And this is after a drop of 0.1% last month. That would leave annualized PCE at 2.6%. Headline PCE, 2.6%. If you look at core PCE, which excludes food and energy, this is also expected to print at 0.2% on a monthly basis. This after an increase of 0.1% last month. However, that would still drop the annualized core PCE to an even 3% from 3.2%. So uh, talk about all that in a minute, but there are some earnings as well. Um, again, these will be overshadowed by the PCE deflator, but some pretty big names report before the open. American Express, AXP, Col- Colgate Palmolive CL, that is a portfolio holding, and Norfolk Southern NCE. As we listen to a little dramatic classical music here, this is Shostakovich. Very dramatic. Reminds me of the uh, Imperial March in Star Wars a little bit. In fact, I almost would think that it inspired it a little. Anyway, So yesterday we had the GDP, which showed the economy expanding at a healthy pace, healthier, far healthier than economists had anticipated. The GDP came in around 3%. They were expecting two. That was down from the previous quarter where it was almost five, but still healthy GDP growth for an economy 
like the U.S. growing at 3% annualized, that is pretty positive indeed. Therefore, it would stand to reason that inflation would increase with it, one would think. And indeed, this is why economists are, well, maybe this isn't why, but economists are expecting a small rise in the monthly PCE figures. And you can't help but wonder that maybe their estimates are a little low. Having said that, this is one thing, inflation numbers are one thing that economists get pretty right. We talk about this every month during the, usually during the CPI, but it's also worth mentioning in the PCE release that they very rarely miss by more than one or two tenths of a percent. So if they're saying 0.2% on the core and headline PCE on the monthly, we're probably going to get pretty close to 0.2%. Maybe 0.1, maybe 0.3. If it's 0.3, that would be a little disconcerting. I mean, these it sounds like splitting hairs with these numbers, but the market is wise to the fact that the economists get this, this number pretty right. So even a small miss could and probably will lead to a reaction in the markets. And if we're looking at monthly, I mean, it doesn't sound like much, right? 0.2% monthly increase or 0.3. Frankly, that's not the type of thing that that consumers would even notice, but it is something. And it follows, well, it follows a, a drop. The headline PCE dropped last month. The core was up a bit, but again, we're splitting hairs at 0.1%. Like who even notices? And the, the you have to the ultimately the annualized figure. This is what people notice. This is what's in the all the news headlines, and this is continuing to drop. And again, even the core PC, we're now expecting three percent, where it was three point two last month. That's getting closer to the two percent target the Fed has set, where they can where they say inflation has been slayed and they can declare victory over inflation. They can probably already, they kind of already are, frankly. So these are all things that you're going to want to pay attention to. The Fed fund futures, obviously, well, the bond market will see, will see a reaction likely. And then also the Fed fund futures. And these are still pricing in uh, almost a 50% chance of a rate cut at the March 20 meeting. So in a little less than two months, the exact number is 48% that is expecting a, a, a rate cut of 25 basis points. Is that hopelessly optimistic? Maybe just because of the economic data we've been getting this month and how it doesn't really indicate very much or anything, frankly, in the way of a slowdown in the economy. And remember, you probably need to have economic problems with economic growth for the Fed to cut rates. You would think this is not the type of thing they they typically do when GDP is printing at 3%. So it's going to be a harder case for them to make if indeed they want to make it. I'm not sure why they need to, uh, unless the data comes in horrible in in February and March. But um, I mean, so far, like something, sometimes economies do drop off a cliff, like during COVID, but it's generally pretty rare. Yeah, growth slows, but that usually takes place over time. So it's hard to see how we're going to get this. But anyway, these stock market highs are are nice. But 
they kind of haven't really translated to the broader market yet. I mean, you keep hearing about the, the highs, and obviously we have set highs barely for six days, days in a row. But really, most of the movement here has been in six stocks. Call it the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent, how do you say that word? Magnificent, there you go. Magnificent Seven X Tesla. Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Meta. And now, after these Intel earnings, some of these names are not looking so great suddenly. AMD, another chip maker, not in the Mag 6 or Mag 7, that's down 2.5% in the pre-market after Intel earnings. And even mighty NVIDIA is down over 1%. Earlier, we had, we had AMSL, uh, AMSL Holdings, um, whatever that Dutch company is called. And they, they reported, uh, the chip maker, they reported strong earnings couple days ago. But now that has all reversed a little bit. We'll see if it lasts. And more importantly, the question is if this might be a buying opportunity, especially for mighty NVIDIA, which appears to have the market cornered on chip stocks, on, on uh, AI chips. chips. Uh, and so that's a question. Um, personally, as somebody who has found very little success investing in tech going back over a quarter century now. I'm going to sit this one out. And so that I'm going to leave I'm going to leave it alone and we'll stick to my value names. Thank you very much. Hope that Colgate um, comes through today. Although actually if it drops I wouldn't mind buying more. That's one of these it's a very steady stock. It doesn't really move all that much. It gives you a nice little dividend. It's up over the last year, maybe some 10% or so. Again, nothing compared to NVIDIA and, and all them. Anyway, I've droned on long enough, 10 minutes. That's far longer than usual. So I'm going to shut up and leave it there. But it's a big day, and so I wish you uh, success and, of course, a happy and healthy weekend. And we'll be back here again on Monday morning. Speak then. Bye.